0: G'day legends, legendaries, welcome to another episode of Generation Get To It, a sugar hit of positivity and health for you to get the most out of yourself to inspire this generation and the next. Make sure you like and subscribe, so you can get the latest episodes and please share the words so we can get out there. And I'd love to ask a favor from you right now, if you're a regular, regular listener to the show I would absolutely love if you could put a 5 star rating into whatever service you're listening from. It really helps with the show and really helps with getting reach out to people, especially now that we're getting a lot more followers in here. I'd love to be able to get a few more subscribers, so please press the subscribe button as well, and we can really make a difference in everyone's lives. So for today's episode, I'm actually going to run through something similar to what I released in a blog this week. It really tended to get across to a lot of different people, and in a lot of different ways and maybe it was more hard hitting than it normally is but uh, i'm more of a lover not a fighter so very unusual for me but i found like i found that it was something that i think really just got to a lot of people in different ways and there was a blog called eight ways to damage your kids before they turn 18. so for this blog it's all about trying to understand things from the other point of view so reverse engineering problems because typically I like to put out a word and say, you know, we need to make sure we're exercising the right way and eating the right foods and making sure that we're actually spending quality time with each other. But this way I try, wanted to try and kind of break it down from the other side to show you what quite unquote, bad habits and things you can do to to actually unsettle your child for the future, to inhibit their development and to stop them from growing at the rate that they should grow. Because the most amazing thing about kids is that you obviously look at them and you go, God, they're like so resilient. They can just somehow find fun in all the best, you know, the smallest of places. They just bounce back whenever someone says something mean to them or they get pushed over. And to a certain point, I believe that they're just really good at hiding it. Because things are more fun, right? Like things are not as serious and we're not, you know, building up for a big future and we need to achieve all these things. A lot of times it's just about having fun. So I believe kids kind of hide things a lot until they get to 18 plus and that's when we have therapy and that's when people have all these trauma, traumatic experiences which which tend to occur and, and, and have um, problems. Like I don't know how many times I had an emotional breakdown during uni in my 20s. Um, I'm sure you know. over time we find a lot of people have relationship issues in their 30s and physical issues in 40 plus when we're getting hips, hips replaced, knees replaced, and getting all kinds of metal put in us and we're tearing muscles and hamstrings trying to, you know, run down the street with a kid. So it's important to kind of reverse engineer these things and see what we can do now to actually make the difference, but not just for us, but for our kids as well. So I'll run quickly run through the list. There'll be more on the blog, but you can I'll give you a quick summary of the list now so you can understand what I'm leaning into. Number one, answering for your kid. Or answering for them. I'm sure there's times where you look at your kid and go, please just answer this, please just answer it, don't say anything silly. But the most important thing is that we need to make sure that they can communicate with confidence, that we're not going to cut them off before they say anything. If we do that, they're going to become more insecure and unconfident. And I'm sure you've seen other parents or people answer for their boyfriends and their, their partners and their kids. And you just think, why don't you just let the kid answer? That's the problem. And we need to make sure that we're personally not going to be doing it either. Number two, don't let them communicate openly. So as important as it is to allow them to communicate, we need to also ensure that they're expressing their ideas and their feelings and emotions, especially with the ones that are hurting them at the time. So for an example, I say, you know, stop telling someone that it's a silly idea or a stupid idea. Like we say, there's no silly questions. So even if your kid says, you know, why don't we just visit the sun during the winter when it's less hot, like we did with the moon, and you go instead of just kind of bullying them and saying you're uh, you're just off the mark there, mate, he can say something like, oh that's a great idea. Why don't we just Google the answer to find out why we can't go to the sun during winter, even though it may be less hot, and once they come to the conclusion that the sun is about a billion degrees and it's impossible no matter what time of the year. You didn't shut them down, but you gave them the opportunity to be curious and therefore you had a bit fun with it. And that's going to help them to be more communicative and have better relationships with you and them to allow them to express their emotions. Number three, be a huge bundle of stress. Now, just like the sun, when we hold stress, we may think that we're the only hot thing that's actually happening. But that's not true. You are actually radiating stress, just like the sun is radiating heat. So it may not be as hot on the person or on earth, but the thing is that you are still radiating the heat towards them. So what we need to be able to do is understand that even though we feel like we're protecting someone from everything, our stress is still getting out there, which means we need to do the things which are going to help us to de-stress. We need to find our coping mechanisms. We need to ensure that we're removing stress from our life because if we don't we will continue to prove to them that stress high stress is really good for us when it's not we don't want to be stressful we want to have stress free life with only controlled stress in it so that's why we need to be sure that we're doing the things for us personally to be less stressed and they'll see that because kids pick up on stuff they're very very smart very good at un well they're not great at understanding certain things, which is why we need to express why this is happening so they can understand it. Number four, a diet with too many rules. Now it's important to understand, like I'm sure you can understand you have certain, you know, rules around food and stuff like that, but like when when kids are kids, we don't want them trying keto, we don't, don't want them trying intermittent fasting. We need to make we don't want to have these restrictive protocols in place. Because if we have that, then they're not going to explore the tastes and the likes and dislikes. And that's when we start building up food intolerances, when we don't try all these foods. And this is where we actually get the fussy eater, the arch nemesis of the parental world. The fussy eater will cut us down emotionally and only comes out at the times we really want them to eat food. So this is why it's important we have a diet with less rules. Number five, a diet with no rules. Now this sounds super contradictory, but I can guarantee you it's not. It actually really well fits in this, because although we don't want having too many rules around food and things like that, we do need to have diet, uh, need to have rules around the diet. So these can actually be like a timing related diet uh, timing related rule. For example, don't snack up to an hour or 30 minutes before dinner. Because if you don't have, because if you're going to snack up to dinner, you're not going to eat the really nutritious and healthy food that is at dinner. But you're going to snack on those foods, which are generally high sugar, high processed, and we're not going to get the best meal and nutrients for us to continue to grow and develop. It's also things around, like, you know, with certain foods. So we can't have ice cream before dinner, but we can have ice cream after dinner. That's a rule. So we can't have no rules, but we need to have some rules which are going to allow us to have the most healthy and nutritious food for the majority of the day at the, at the times we, we have them. And then everything else can kind of fit around that. That's the main things. Number six, don't exercise. <laughs> so if you're someone who doesn't exercise because you're too busy or you, 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 know, you haven't got the time or you're injured or something like that, we still need to find a way to do exercise. It just doesn't have to be as elaborate as you think it needs to be. Like we don't have to go and do sweaty 6am classes in some studio underground with all flashing lights. Like we just need to do something which is going to help us to get our heart rate up a little bit, to um, strain our muscles so we can get stronger, and make sure we're doing something which we can actually enjoy. Because if you're not doing exercise, this is when you get... Muscles are breaking down. Bones breaking. Our cognitive de- cognitive development doesn't uh, achieve its potential. We have poor mental health. Our physical health goes down drain. We lose confidence and we don't get engagement with each other because we're not doing and suffering through something as fun, as exciting as exercise. Because I understand exercise is not for everyone. Well, in the mind, it's not for all of us. Exercise is... Critical for humans is how we grow and develop to be the strong and powerful humans we need to be. But not everyone's road to, the, to Rome is going to be the same. We need to find our own track. So for some people, you know, that's just literally just going for a walk. Going for a walk, putting in a podcast, or walking with the kids, you know, take the dog, so many different things you can do. For all of us, it is doing that sweaty class, or it is going to like a powerlifting gym and screaming heads off and banging chains and that kind of stuff. So if that gave you anxiety, me just saying that, then don't go and do that. That's not something you want to be doing. <laughs> we need to make sure we're doing something which we can enjoy and we can see some purpose for. But we need to make sure that we're doing exercise because if we don't, we're not gonna have be the role model that our kids will see being the exercise and we're gonna be overweight and not achieving the goals and you know, over time they'll have poor mental health. We really need to be exercising. Number seven, don't work on your goals. Now, just as important it is for you to help your family structure their goals, you need to work on yours too. It's one thing to be able to say it, but you need to actually do it. Your goals don't have to be that big. It doesn't have to be to to run a marathon this year. It can literally be doing the local 5K run or doing the park run. It can be losing that two kilo. It can be trying to achieve that promotional work. It can be... The goal can literally be to... To find more time during your day so you can do things which you enjoy but if you're not actively working towards it no one's gonna see it and like I said before it's so important that we actually spend the time to work on our own goals because kids will pick up on it when they see you working hard they will appreciate it I don't know how many times a parent will tell them that you know I'm working hard blah blah, blah but they're literally sitting on the lounge like I they, they need to see it they need to see it happen and then they'll go I'm inspired. This is amazing. Let's go and do this together. That's what we want to see. Number eight. This is probably the hardest one to deal with. Um, One that we all tend to neglect. And that is, complain and take no responsibility. Now there's a quote from Eckhart Tolle, because I've always got to put a quote in here. So from Eckhart Tolle, he says, When you complain, you make yourself into a victim. So when we start complaining that things aren't going the right way and we're not losing weight and we're not being happy and we're not spending enough time with the kids, we cannot complain about it because what's complaining going to do? It's going to improve your emotion for like half a second and then you're going to get back to thinking negatively and, and in that sort of way. But what we need to do is take responsibility for the things which are going wrong in our life so we can actually act on them. If we don't take responsibility for them, we're the victim and we're getting bullied by the world. We need to stop being bullied by the world and start taking responsibility for what we do and start achieving more. We need to be proactive. We need to demonstrate we are a fully functioning adult who has their suit together. You know, It's what we really need to do. We need to start doing more and start complaining less. So that's all I've got for the eight. If you want to go more in-depth with it, please go onto my website or in my blog. There's also an email list, which you can jump onto, which I do fun uh, size Thursdays, which is the greatest concept ever. People love it, I love it. It's really a great way to actually, like you get a quote in there, you get a little joke, you get something, one, one for you, one for, for your family, and one for everyone else. That's my little kind of layout, and you're gonna really learn a lot through that email. So please jump on there. I'll actually put a link inside the show notes, but if you jump into my website, You'll be able to get access to it as well as the Purposeful <laughs> Parental Playbook as well as 15 recipes for the fussy Eater and you can jump on the newsletter at the same time. So please jump on there. It's great. It's awesome. And please keep sharing the podcast. I absolutely love it and I'd love to see us do more with it. So that's all for today. Hope to get back soon. We've got a few guests coming on in the next couple of weeks which I'm really excited for. Some are about meditation. Others about early childhood. Very, very exciting. So, until next time.